And welcome back to Sacred Space, a Come and See Inspirations production here on West Limerick 102. My name is Shane Ambrose. Delighted to have you with us this fine Sunday morning. And we're delighted to welcome back to the program two special guests this morning. Jane Mellett from Trotter. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Good morning, Rose O'Connor. How are things at the Pastoral Centre? Good morning, Shane. Good to be with you again. And yes, all good. Uh, looking forward to a summer break shortly. So. I can imagine it's been a busy couple of months. Right, so this morning we are delighted to have Jane and Rose on the programme with us because we said we'd better touch base and just check in and see how things are going with the whole uh, promotion and encouragement and implementation of Laudato C. Now, listeners might remember we had had Jane on the programme a while back telling us about Laudato C. It was around the time of the fifth anniversary because it's it's, a... it is a document which has been published by Pope Francis and which is, is it five years out at this stage, Jane? So six years in May. Six years, yeah. six years in May. So for those of us that might have forgotten or for those of us that don't or have never heard of it, what exactly is Laudato Si? Yeah, sure. So Laudato Si is Pope Francis's encyclical or letter on the environment. Um, the subtitle of it is Care for Our Common Home. I think it's a good way to refer to it. Um, it concerns the, the home we all share, our planet, our world. And um, it came out in 2015. It was the first um, encyclical from a Pope on uh, creation, specifically on ecology, and addresses what's happening to our world at present in terms of the ecological crises we're facing and how, as people of faith, uh, we're called to act to be protectors of creation and what we might do about it. So it's very much, um, I suppose, the the church's, uh, how would I put this, the church's take on very much the, the climate crisis we're having at the present time. Yeah, the climate crisis is definitely a major part of it, but he goes wider than that. He talks a lot about the biodiversity crisis as well. Um, he talks about things like the issue of water and access to, to water and many other issues that that affects uh, people in poor countries around the world, but also in, in the Western world um, at present also and deals with poverty um, economics, politics. So it's got quite a broad base, but I think the theme running through it is that um, our environments, our, our worlds is crying out to us. Uh, there are many issues and he asks us to, to listen to that cry. He, he says throughout the document, we need to listen to the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor and also the scientific community and what young people are saying to us now as well in relation to this. So, um, Rose, just looking last year um, for the fifth anniversary, we, we had quite a bit going on in the diocese around uh, the 24th of May, which was the anniversary. There was a number of resources print up, put online for the website and so on and so forth um, with the diocese. So I suppose from a local perspective, can you kind of give us an idea of things that might be happening or what are we doing and how people might get involved? Absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose in some respects, um, the, this pandemic has given us a great opportunity because we've really started to build a community, you know, in the diocese and also with neighbouring dioceses as well, you know, so um, you know, Jane mentioned the season of creation that was our kind of launch last um we had it in august we had a, a webinar and, and there was some fantastic resources jane's very involved in developing that we made available to parishes you know so in terms of how they celebrate their liturgy but also offering very practical tips i think for people to um this thing like how can i personally make a contribution because this, it's a huge area but everyone can make a difference i think that's important 
Um, so we we ran a book club actually on Laudatacy itself then between the um, end of January and the 16th of February. So we had four nights, we had four different speakers. Jane was one of them actually, and also Betty Baker and Nia Brennan talking about our cosmic story and Donald Dar talking about that whole thing of ecological conversion. But it was really supposed to get people thinking about and trying to break the book down because there's a lot in it, there's a lot of detail in it. And then we followed that up in um, the month of March with another book club that went through Fratelli Tutti, which is one of the Pope's more recent encyclicals. It kind of, I suppose it takes a lot of what's in that out of sea, but also looks at it in a broader context of kind of social justice and that. So I suppose for us, we're trying to kind of get to the point where people can see, well, what can I do and, and how can parishes play their role? So we in, um, in May, we had a Pentecost mission. And again, Jane came and did a great session with us on, you know, becoming a greener household and parish. And some very practical ideas for people that, you know, we, we've kind of we're making these resources available for people to look at and see, see where they can go with it. Um, and maybe I can talk a little bit more about our kind of future plans, but we, we we sort of intend to continue the book club idea, but I think the thematic approach seems to work well. We're getting a good number of people engaged with this. And I suppose now we're trying to bring it down onto the ground into the parishes to see where we go with it. And I suppose just one of the other important kind of milestones, there was a, a um, international webinar um, recently that Bishop Brendan spoke at about the whole thing of divesting fossil fuels and the commitment of the diocese. And maybe Jane, you'd want to, to say something about that. I mean, that's a very, very uh, solid kind of um, message and, and sort of step to take, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a real good news story from Limerick Diocese actually this year. Um, people may or may not be aware that there is a global divestment movement um, which has been very active for the past 10 years. And the idea is basically encouraging institutions to remove any investments that they might have and that will be connected with the fossil fuel industry of course the fossil fuel industry driving uh, the climate crisis that we're experiencing Um, and the Irish Bishops Conference would have taken that step back in 2018 um, you know shining a light and and being a witness to, to this fossil fuel divestment campaign and then individual dioceses have joined that campaign since then so during Ladada Sea Week, um, six Irish dioceses announced their divestment, uh, along with 36 other church institutions from around the world. And this was to celebrate the sixth anniversary of Ladada Sea. And Bishop Leahy would have spoken at a, an international webinar that was organised um, by one of the departments in the Vatican. And um, he spoke extremely well, but just read a quote of his from that webinar. He said, um, listening to the cry of humanity, the cry of creation and the cry of young people, it became clear that our diocese could not continue its investments in fossil fuel related funds. Together in practical steps, we can console our planet's cry and fossil fuel divestment is such a step. Um, so that quote from Bishop Lee, he would um would have been well promoted and, and seen by thousands of people and, and he spoke really well and it was just just great to see Limerick Diocese flying the flag uh, for this particular p- piece of activism and we're hoping that many other dioceses are going to follow in their footsteps this year. Rose, just in relation to the, the things that have been done, so just looking back a minute, um, are any of those kind of events, uh, the book clubs, the Bishop Brendan's talk, or any of those going to be made available on the Diocesan website for people that might want to go find them? 
the um the book clubs weren't recorded because of the numbers and it was just it would have been difficult to, to manage it from a gdpr i'd be i would imagine the the um, vatican webinar may well be so that's something we can certainly look at actually to make it available but i suppose like for us in limerick i think too it's, it's been really important i mean the partnership is key in this to me and like, first, the, the partnership with, with Jane and Troker and the kind of support that Jane can offer and all her expertise. But mm. we've also been working very closely with the Solution Cosmology Group over the last year. And that's something that we're planning to continue now in Limerick because it's worked really well because they bring like 10 years of experience in this field and really kind of pushing and driving this agenda. And then we're kind of trying to ground it, I suppose, in, in the geography of, of the diocese. So that's something that's really important and for us a very important step forward. And um, so what we're actually doing at the moment, um, you know, coming out of the the end of the anniversary year there's a um a laudato si platform has been launched by the vatican um and there, there's a seven step kind of plan that will be appearing shortly that will guide whether you're a diocese or a family or you know an institution that wants to take this on but we're going to be working through that and um, working in partnership with the solutions and really i suppose it's bringing it down to, to brass tacks and to, to what can you do at the local level but what we've begun to do now is we, we've invited our neighboring diocese to work with us i think there's the numbers are important in this sense you know so we have we're getting good soundings of rather than every diocese trying to do the same thing themselves that we, we're looking at an interdiocesan working group and and certainly we'll be looking to jane to help us to, to guide a bit on that as well you know to, to sort of um I suppose, look, bring it down to, I think, you know, for people at home, they can think, well, will I recycle and what else can I do? And sometimes it's the very practical steps that are needed. And like one of the lovely ideas that has come through actually from our, our formation groups that are in formation at the moment is the idea of creating like a kind of a garden prayer space, whether it's in your, your local church or even in your own home or if you have a public space to look at that. So that's something we'll certainly be looking at, you know, as part of this kind of seven step plan that, that takes you over a period of time because, you, you don't change these things overnight, but every step along the way will make a difference, I think. Jane, just uh, just linking in there what Rose was saying, obviously um, the whole the whole response to Laudato Si is very much uh, something which Trocra has taken up very much fulfilling its mandate around the area of um, uh, 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 education in the area of, of development and the call for justice, um, you know, arising from its mandate from the Bishop's Conference. So I suppose if people were just at, you know, today and we're looking for ideas, um, can they go to the website for Trocra in terms of stuff that, that's happening and to see what's happened and what, what other people are doing? Yeah, I mean, if you go on to troker.org and in the search, just put in Laudato Si, um, all of our resources will come up. And, and mm. what will go on there really soon are the resources for this year's season of creation, which begins on the 1st of September. So the 1st of September is the World's Day of Prayer for Creation. And then the season carries on for five weeks up until the 4th of October, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. So I'd certainly encourage people to to check in on the websites for those resources. And like we're just trying to promote, as, as Rose said, simple actions that people can do locally. So the big one for this year is going to be tree planting. And we've teamed up with Easy Treesy, um, who are, are helping us uh, to promote this. And, and they have the know-how and we're, we're teaming up on that for the season of creation. So something really simple that a family can do, a school, a parish, a diocese. Um, but also there'll be lots of liturgical materials. So if if a parish or a group wanted to run a, a special service for the season of creation, um, all of that information will be on there as well. Um, and handy brochures either to print off or just to send around um, 
a digital copy to, to people as well with, you know, tips, tips for the home, tips for the parish uh, and so on. So um, all very doable. And, you know, we, we start with ourselves. So we always say so it's a global problem, but, you know, we act where we can locally. It's really important to remember that. And just to say to people again, the season of creation starts from when to when? The 1st of September, which is the World's Day of Prayer for Creation. And it finishes on the 4th of October, which is the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, St. Francis being the patron saint of ecology and creation. Um, so it's a lovely season and I think it's getting more popular in Ireland um, each year. And just really trying to encourage um, parishes and families to take part in whatever way they can. It's safe to do so this year. Mm-hmm. Um what we have done the last couple of years and we've, we've run a physical event but last year obviously had to be a virtual event but we did have a webinar where we kind of talked through all of the resources that are available there's a huge richness in it um, and you know some of the practical ideas so we certainly intend to do that again towards the, the latter half of August is where normally we do it so we'd be the parish ready then for this sort of go from the 1st of September and you know make the best use of, of the resources available Mm. And just to say as well, of course, it is um, it is an ecumenical uh, season, mm-hmm. so to speak. Actually, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, the original idea came from uh, Patriarch, Patriarch Bartholomew, yep. uh, who, who is the ecumenical patriarch in Constantinople or Istanbul. Uh, and then Pope Francis, of course, uh, took it on very much so with the publication of Laudato Si in 2015. Um, so just that's just we will um, we'll remind listeners of that again closer to the time. And Rose, we might just re- invite you back on for a quick um, five minute just reminder, just to say to people what resources are being made available, maybe around sure. the start to the middle of August. But in ter- ahead of that as well, Jane, you also mentioned there's a couple of things which um, from a from a and an action point of view of people wanting to kind of, you know, make the point to get the point across that they are concerned about these issues. Uh, there is a couple of things coming up in relation, particularly to the UN conferences. Yeah. So people may or may not be aware. There's two really important UN conferences taking place in the autumn. There's one on biodiversity called COP15, which is taking place in China. And the other one is COP26, the climate conference taking place in Glasgow in November. These are really vital global conferences where, you know, important decisions have to be made um, by world's leaders in relation to the ecological crisis we're, we're undergoing. So coming from Pope Francis again and from the Vatican, there is a petition that Catholics are being asked to sign. And you can find it by going to www.thecatholicpetition.org. So it's the catholicpetition.org and add your name to that petition and send it to your families and friends um, and your parishes. Um, it's really an important action for this year and it can be done from now anytime up to um, and through the season of creation and up to November. These signatures, we're hoping to get millions of signatures on this petition. They will be presented to the presidents of both UN conferences in the autumn and it's really raising our voices as a faith community to urge them to act and you know joining the voices of young people and many other faith groups around the world so it's really simple and you go onto the website you add your name and you add your voice to the campaign and give us that can you just give us that website again one more time sure it's www.thecatholicpetition.org 
catholicpetition.org. So hopefully people uh, will be able to get involved and to to link in there as well. No harm as well, I suppose, listeners this morning, maybe just to ask around your parish and to see if anything or is, has been happening over the last while in relation to this. Obviously, with the COVID restrictions, things have been... I suppose, slightly in hibernation, particularly pastoral councils and pastoral units. Maybe this is something that uh, could be taken on as a project that could be done across parishes. As Rose said, we're looking at this from the point of view of multi-diocese in the province, in the Munster province. So also good for something to think about for parishes to consider taking on. Maybe this could be a project for the autumn for pastoral units and pastoral councils to consider. So... Uh, just to close it up, I suppose here, because time is against us, Jane, um, in terms of Laudato Si itself, so the Pope's own document, for you, you know, because obviously you're living and breathing it at the moment because this is your world, um, I suppose if you were to pick out maybe one or two quotes uh, kind of that you think are summing up what Pope Francis was trying to tell people uh, in that document, is there any one in particular that kind of jumps out at you? Yeah, um, there's many, but I think I think the one of the more important ones for me is where he says, what kind of world do you want to leave to those who come after us, to children who are now growing up? Um, and, and that's, you know, something that I hope would resonate with, with everyone. Um, what are we leaving to come in generations and our ability to, to live as human beings in this world? Um, we're, we're living through a, an example of it at the moment with COVID-19. So that would be the main one. But the other one would be um, where he says uh, living as, you know, protectors of God's handiwork is a key part of our vocation as Christians. So he he calls us to this eco conversion and he says this isn't something secondary. It's central to our Christian faith. Perfect, Rose. Our, uh, Jane, sorry. Thanks a million for coming on the program with us this morning and just kind of filling us in on upcoming things. So it's the catholicpetition.org, folks. And we, Rose, we'll look forward to having you back again, even for a quick catch-up in August, just in terms okay. of what's going to be done in Limerick for the season of creation, which runs from the 1st of September to the 4th of October. And uh, particularly, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what we're doing from a tree planting point of view. I think that a lot of people might be interested to hear how that's going to go. And so for those out there, for mums and dads that are looking for things maybe to do with the kids over the summer holidays, check out Trocra. And if you go to the search engine, that's trocra.org. And if you go to their search engine, you put in Laudato C, you get the resources that are there and which are available and which you can dip in and out to. So, folks, thank you very much for uh, for joining us this morning on the program. John, our piece of music. So the piece of music we're going to play to play at the second part of the program this morning is by Monica Brown. And this one is entitled Celebrate and Dance. So join us again in part three, where we read and reflect on the word of God. Celebrate and dance with joy Lift up your hearts to 
As we go for 